1: And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My
0: guest is Jack Bybee. Jack was previously on the podcast to talk about his near-death experience, and today he returns to talk about death consciousness, eternity, and the quantum environment from his e-book, Memories of Eternity. Jack, Thanks for coming back, and welcome.
1: Many thanks for having me back, Jeff. Appreciate
0: it. It's been some time since you've been on, and some people may not know of your story. So let's just start with how this
1: all began. Right. Um, Well, in the beginning, no, not quite, Um, (laughs) I, I was trying to get away from apartheid to South Africa, and... Uh, this was 1972 and the Munich Olympics were happening and I was trying to get them and then to hitchhike across Europe to go to work for a publisher in London. That's never happened. Uh, I fell very, very ill overwork and one thing and another. And I contracted double pneumonia <laughs> from that. I flatlined and from that, my life changed as i became a near-death experiencer um i in spirit i moved up to the other side interacted had uh, my life review and interacted with what i call the being of light what many normal people call god and um here we are and now i'm uh, i'm resident in arizona in tucson
0: When you were on the other side, were you able to like travel to different universes or realms? And if so, how could you do
1: that? Ah, you touch on exactly what I've been enthralled about. The yes, uh, in answer, yes, I could travel to any universe in the cosmos. I firmly believe I didn't. And that's one of my big regrets that I didn't take or trust. But let me start at the beginning. Um, Why I wrote Memories of Eternity and why I became pretty much obsessed with asking questions about what had happened to me. My spirit in hospital in Cape Town, South Africa, my spirit leaves my body. I fly up through the hospital roof in spirit, and I look down on the Cape of Good Hope at night, two o'clock in the morning. And then I realize that I can move by thinking. And the more I think, the faster I travel up the tunnel to the other side, to death consciousness. i've been able um, in my experience i was guided by the voice of the being of light god and towards the end of the experience i was shown an undulating wave of, of of rectangles sort of orangey in color and the voice of god said that is what you call universes. Really? You can go to any universe you want to. And there I made my one and only mistake that I regret about the other side. Because the voice continued, you can think your way there. And I said to myself, wait a minute, I don't know where I am, I really don't know what's happening, but I'm not going anywhere. And I'm not going to another universe. And maybe I get back to where I don't know where I am, but maybe I don't get back here. And I'm not doing that. So, uh, um, just, But honestly, even before my NDE, uh, I working as a bookseller, a technical bookseller in a bookstore in Cape Town, I was in charge of psychology, sociology, engineering books. That was my, my my area that I had to specialize in. And many of the faculty from the University of Cape Town told me that the brain is one of the, or the most powerful tools that mankind or humankind has. My NDE merely reinforced that because we can do anything. We can change our reality by changing our thinking. And that is really, it applies on the other side. Why I wrote Memories of Eternity was to help people understand that when the spirit transmutes to the other side, There is, I got to the other side. Uh, Nothing in religion prepared me, organized religion, prepared me for what I found. My first two thoughts, what place is this? Where am I now? I I asked uh, three questions. The first two, I was answered. What place is this? This is what in your world you call heaven. The second uh, answer, uh, where am I now? Again, heaven. And then I asked the third question, how did this all begin? And when I say asked, I, uh, I thought this. It wasn't spoken. It was thought. How did this all begin? And there I saw against the purple void, two molecules colliding. One was green, one was an orange. They collided and there you can see it in my art, the colors, the oranges, the reds, the yellows, the most incredible explosion that has ever been seen called the Big Bang. And if you don't believe me, just hang on a while while the James Webb Space Telescope gets out of. I might be proved correct. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe we'll get it this we'll year. We'll
0: see. Maybe they'll find it this year, and we'll have a two thousand twenty-two prediction.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see, Jeff. We'll see.
0: While you were saying it, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Maybe it's good that you didn't go to the universes because you wouldn't be here with us now.
1: Or maybe I would have been. That's true. Could I have? Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for the sentiment. I, I, I appreciate that. But maybe I w- would have if I uh, thought to myself, I'm just making this up. It never happened. But if I thought to myself, I want to get back to where I was and where was I a few seconds ago or nanoseconds or whatever, yeah, I think I would probably have gotten back, but I never thought like that. I was too confused, too too uncertain of myself. Now, if I'm asked that one again, the next time I shuffle off, Hey, I'm ready. Let's go. Mm
0: -hmm. You mentioned about you couldn't be, or religion couldn't prepare you for the afterlife. So what preparations are needed for a transition to a quantum-like
1: environment like the afterlife? A change your thinking. A change. the, The thing about miracles and... Um, uh, What I call a deathbed vision and things like that are issues out of religious text from eons ago. What? Let me see. Well,
0: how would you explain what is a miracle then?
1: A miracle to me is a quantum like event two photons, a photon, yeah, on the screen in front of me, is a, a, a speck of light. That same photon in the universe of Alpha Centuri or not the universe, the um, uh, the, the galaxy of Alpha Centuri. This photon changes. Its perspective, its parameters. The photon in Alpha Centauri changes its parameters. How does that happen? That in quantum. And please, when when I talk about quantum, I know very 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 little about it. It's just how it relates to me and the uh, and to death consciousness and w- w- what I experienced a miracle to me if you put it in context miracles came out of 2000 3000 years ago how would a a writer or someone telling by word of mouth of an uh, of a quantum event that might have happened 2000 years ago how would they explain it now i'm not saying that there is that I'm not knocking the supernatural uh, or or, or religious aspect. I definitely am not against the being of light, God, whatever, or angels or spirit. They all exist. They're very real to me. But put it in the context of. A quantum in today's uh, language. I, I think it's a quantum-like event, mm-hmm. and and that is you've got in quantum what the little I understand about it. There's something called entanglement, quantum entanglement. Uh, Niels Bohr came up with the term uh, a non-locality. You can be not you, uh, in quantum. The object can be almost anywhere, but still be local. I hope I'm explaining that properly. Um, uh, um, uh, Feynman, ooh, Richard ooh, Feynman, he said anyone who he was a physicist and quantum related and all that, he said, Anyone who tells you they understand quantum normally does not understand them at all. So uh, I don't understand quantum, and I don't think there are too many people who do, but I'm way at the bottom of the list. So take that with a grain of of salt. But it's a a matter of entanglement. Uh, The energy, the emotion... Is into, and even emotion is a vibration, and vibrations are energy, and energy evolves into into quantum, and that's what I discovered on the other. Well, that's what I experienced there. Now, in my research and stuff like that, that's what I, I suppose I hypothesize that. I put that out, but the thing is to help others understand. What happens? Um, Religion never prepared me for anything like that. Religion prepared me for heaven. Yes. uh, The Christ and God and a concept called God. Right. (laughs) Nothing like that exists in the text I reviewed before the time. Uh, just uh, a an aside on this, the African tr- tribes, the uh, 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 indigenous people in parts of Africa I was allowed to experience, they say they, ha- they know the tokolosh. I think the tokolosh is equivalent to the American bogeyman which to me says that's the the devil that can be described as the devil that I think has worked its way into organized religion. So after your
0: NDE, did you think you came back more healthy? And if so, how?
1: Yes. Uh, I am healthier now than I have ever been. Uh, Sparking that that question sparks the memory. Um, if I have it correct, there it was before my life review and I was there wherever there was in is in spirit. And all of a sudden this beautiful light seemed to approach. And I felt this light, warm, loving uh, sensation going through my entire body, like virtually like uh, X-ray, but uh, something like that. Scanning, I, I now believe it's the light scanned every molecule, and every atom within every molecule, within every cell within my body. Mm-hmm. And I'm honestly now healthier than I've ever been. That wasn't instantaneous. That didn't happen immediately. I, I recovered consciousness. That, it took a while. But also, because of the NDE, I went from being a carnivore to being a, vegeta- uh, a vegetarian <laughs> and oh. many other things like that.
0: Were you instructed to become a vegetarian or is that a decision you made on your own?
1: It's a decision I made on my, quote unquote, on my own, but it was based on the NDE. It is one of these things, I read somewhere the term for it, but um. Now I can't remember it. Um, it, it, It's an offshoot. It's um, it's uh, um, it's because I had the NDE. Because I was shown in energy we are all connected. When we hurt one thing, when when I am responsible for cutting uh, the throat of an of a lamb, of a sheep, of an oxen, so that I can benefit from the meat their flesh, then I'm hurting myself by doing that because that ox, that lamb, or whatever, in spirit, in energy, is part of me, and I am part of it. When you were in the light
0: and you were receiving healing, what color was the light?
1: That's easy, indescribable, ineffable. Next, right. <laughs> uh, I can't describe it. Our, um, uh, the, all right, let me try. Now, orange, yellow, red, brown—the color of perfect love, the color of love. The next, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, lad, uh, you're asking. The impossible. I don't believe in the impossible. I can't describe it. I'm sorry. Perfect love. You you conjure up the color of perfect love. Right? right. Off you go.
0: In your book, you talk about that you think you can move through brick walls. Why do you think
1: that? Easy. I still think I can move through walls. Um, All matter is made up of molecules. molecules are made up of energy. Energy is made up of vibrations. On the other side, in spirit, we are all a vibration. Here on this planet, we are all a vibration. The only problem is we vibrate here at a different level, a different vibration level than you do on the other side. And the vibrations here and the vibrations of the molecules are not the same. It looks like solid. It looks like stone. You ask my fist. I don't know how many times I tried to put my fist through a wall because on the other side, I could do that. Not that I ever encountered walls, but Mm -hmm. that's how I could. I tried to tell my neurologist, I don't know how many times I bumped my nose Trying to explain to my parents, and who burst out laughing at me. But you know, look, I can go through a wall. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I'm in the wrong realm. But you know, um, yeah, because we're all vibrations, and that leads me to to the follow uh, your question about m- miracles and all that. You, you. Uh, we we all know about so-called ghosts, and why some ghosts can appear to people and some ghosts do not. The vibrations on uh, the the difference in vibration between the other side of death consciousness and here, those vibrations are not equal. When they are equal, or start to get equalized, that's when the other side can communicate to us and we to it. That's why we go into meditation or prayer or whatever, and we can communicate to the other side. It's a lot of it has to do about vibration.
0: Now, if you're in prayer or meditation, how do you get the answers from the other side?
1: You listen. You listen for the answer. As I was leaving the other side, the last words I heard from the being of light, I said, I don't want to go back. I want to stay here. Why do I want to go back to a party? I don't want to go back. And I was shown a Capitol building and a man of color standing outside a Capitol building, waving his finger, I said. How will I know where to go? I don't want to go back. How will I know what to do? And the voice answered, ask, and it shall be manifested unto you. Ask, but asking is one thing. And asking in, in thankfulness, in gratitude is one thing. Listening for the answer as is another thing. And I don't listen for, for the answer as much as I ask. The thing is, as Neil Donald Walsh said uh, in uh, Conversations with God, ask to, uh, to change your reality. All you need do is change your thinking. But we need to listen for the answers as well. And that's, that's the trick. In your book, you also write about
0: the Apostle Paul possibly having an NDE. Can you tell us more about that?
1: And again, this builds on what the scribes wrote back 2,000 years ago and basically what the Apostle Paul wrote 2,000 years ago. The thing is, I've had an epiphany uh, sitting on the back porch of the house I was renovated in Pennsylvania. You don't have to be in meditation to reach the other side. The Apostle Paul talks about uh, things I forget exactly what it is, and I don't have the text in uh, in front of me, um, but it can ring... Um, um, Kenneth Ring he's written a number of books he was a very good researcher into the NDE it it takes about uh, 15 to 17 years for the NDE uh, to come to grips with the enormity of the experience the Apostle Paul says something like I was shown things in the third heaven I saw things that it is not legal for a man to talk about. Yeah. If I was the apostle Paul 2000 years ago and I experienced what I Jack experienced in in quantum now, I wouldn't be able to talk about it either. You know, it's no, it's it's it doesn't happen. It can't happen. But it did. Um how did it happen to the Apostle Paul? I've got my, my. Uh, I don't know. I, that, that's the easiest way out.
0: Would you consider the story of Jesus to be an NDE?
1: Yes, no, and maybe. And it's a big maybe because I came face to face with Jesus the Christ. He has the most incredible compassion in his eyes. I'll never forget those eyes. Yes, up to a point. The part, there are two issues, and I do not want to p- 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 blasphemy. I do not want to negate or say anything against this, ex- this experience. But there is something in NDE, and I experienced two of them, Three, but two I well remember deathbed visions in the hospital ward on the hospital wall there was the the blood still coming from his side down the robe the white robe there appeared on the hospital wall an image of Christ beckoning to me come answer the call what happened when the christ appeared after his crucifixion to his apostles was that not a deathbed vision maybe maybe not the other thing that just very recently i've become Uh, accomplished with, I've accomplished the right word, but I become a Reiki master. Um, Reiki is an energy healing that comes, uh, that came out of China, moved to uh, Japan, and after the Second World War, uh, migrated to the United States. I went for Reiki just out of the blue. I knew very little about it. The girl gave me a full body scan and I got up. The the arthritis in my knees was gone. I could have danced a jig to the parking lot. Isn't that something similar that Christ performed? The miracles of healing that Christ performed. I'm not trying to negate the enormity of it. But there are two explanations that I think are possible.
0: I've heard before, and I actually saw a TikTok video yesterday where the Indian guru Osho talked about Jesus, after coming back or being resurrected, eventually went on to India. And he lived out yes. his life in India. There's a village somewhere in the Karachi area of India where Jesus is buried and he's been to his grave. Do you know about that and have any comment on that?
1: No, you're asking me something that's a bit out of my my research area. However, I have heard that Christ spent time in India. Yes, I've heard that. Um, yes, it was, a, as far as the one reference I'm thinking of, Yes, it was a number of years. Beyond that, no, I don't know anything further than that, other than I'm putting together the Reiki from China that probably had worked its way into India and the other reference of Christ living in India. But more than that, I cannot cannot say.
0: I understand that you don't want to interject any more fear into society than we already have. But can you describe some of the scenarios that you were shown of the future events?
1: Yeah, it's something I'm cautious about telling anyone about, but here we go again. Um, I honestly believe now we are experiencing the consequences of our action. The fires in California... The Kentucky tornado, uh, Hurricane uh, Katrina, the floods in Europe, in Germany, Holland, Belgium, the floods in China. This stuff is happening now. What I saw or was shown, I should say, was these gigantic sheets of flame roaring across the planet. I mean, this is way off in the future. People talk about colonizing Mars. Well, we need to examine Mars because this beautiful uh, turquoise orb, this lovely planet of ours, Gaia, uh, this living entity, is fast going to transition into a Mars-like isolation. The, um, it's probably a thousand, probably f- fifteen hundred years in the future, but it could happen. Sheets of flame, all life has gone away. Um, the oceans have evaporated. So you can figure out it's not going to happen in our lifetimes. But I strongly think it's going to happen. I was shown, um, look, it was as if I was looking down on the remnants of Hurricane Katrina. When that happened, I was an undergrad at the university. For the first time in my undergrad career, I bunked class and I sat blue to CNN. Why? I'd seen it all before. Um, yes, there are... There are issues that, that happen. There are things I've seen that we've just got to pull, get our act together. If it's not too late already, and I think maybe it is, but my big thing is, okay, we can't agree on politics, on, on an, an election. Okay, next. We can't agree on the vaccinations. Okay, next. How are we ever going to agree on the crisis called the climate crisis? How are we going to agree on that? I don't know. But events happen and my easy answer is just wait sooner or later we'll experience what the consequences of our actions.
0: Have you seen anything that's going to happen in our lifetime? That you haven't described already?
1: Yes, in a sense, but not the, the globally effect. I saw, and I think I was uh, thinking about this uh, this morning in preparing for the, this interview. I think what I was shown reflected my, confu- my confusion in the current time. And that was, I saw in a very confused manner, men primarily, and one blonde with hair sort of over his forehead. And the vibrations I got from that was very confused and very, very jumbled. But then things seemed calm down and to straighten out that's what I remember of that you can I, I, it's nothing negative I think I think we should all realize that what we have and look around what we have because it's only when you you value what you have that you can then value... All what you do not have. And right now, we still have a constitution in place, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Are you a religious man, and do you consider NDE's religious experiences?
1: No, I was. I was raised in the Congregational Church in South Africa. In my hometown, I went to church every Sunday. When I moved to Cape Town, I joined the local congregational church in Cape Town. Then came my NDE. Yes, I still see Christ as as an ascended master in my philosophy. Yes, there certainly is a God, a being of light no when it comes to looking at any religious text now here on the earth plane i cannot relate to it
0: upon encountering christ what surprised
1: you about him one thing the absolute incredible compassion in the christ's eyes incredible um The interaction I had was astounding. Uh, Loving in the extreme, perfect love in the extreme, Um, understanding, compassion. And Christ said to me, and it's something that haunts me to this moment, you will deny me. They all do. If that was meant, I will deny religion. Okay, I agree. If it were meant, I will deny Christ. No, that is not correct. And I'm doing my absolute best never to deny that fact. The, the image I met, I interacted with, Almost ineffable. I can talk about it. It's not as ineffable as emerging with the mind of God. That's just plain, simple, out of the question. But the compassion that emanated from Christ, astounding.
0: So he said, you will deny me, they all do. Is that correct?
1: Correct. That's, and I'm still puzzling over that. It's possible in the contents of the NDE and my now rejecting organized religion. Yes, possibly in that context. But in the context of Christ, no, I will not reject that.
0: Do you feel that Christ is God, or do you feel that Christ is separate
1: from God? We are all part of God. You, me, your viewers, have all part of God within us. Yes, I could sense that Christ was part of God. So are we. So are you.
0: Would you take it as far as saying Christ is God in human form?
1: Hmm. Yes, I think I would. I think I would say that.
0: It sounds like to me, if you're using that logic that you kind of said before, then could you also say then that we all are God in human form?
1: Exactly. Yes, we are. We are, um, and uh, and don't. Keep it. Don't uh, restrict that logic to uh, merely to homo sapien. It should apply to my border collie, to the cows in the field, to the kangaroo hopping across Australia. There is a sense of we all have lessons to learn. That is why we come back here. Uh, where when I was being, I use the word ejected from uh, uh, sort of lightly, facetiously from the other side. The last the the rationale was: your time has not yet come, your race has not yet run. You must return. You have a life lessons to learn. You, Jeff, me. Everyone else is here to experience and interact to learn certain lessons. So what those lessons are, I'm still trying to figure it out. Since you've
0: encountered angels, do you think angels are advanced or evolved humans, or do you think they're separate beings entirely from humans?
1: Separate from humans, Sure. Angels are spirits. Oh, the short answer is I, I've never thought about it. You, you've called me very nicely there. Um, angels are very concerned about us. Angels, I have a guardian angel. I know that. I've interacted with well, my spirit guides. Stephen. He said, you will write about me. Said, what do you mean? I've written about it. You're right, Stephen. Um, I hope we can interact again when I get to the other side. Angels are, are spirit. I've never thought about the uh, the answer. Uh, yes, they all guide us. They all look after us. Um, I'm. What are you? Uh, You've caught me by surprise on this, and I really like the fact that you have. It's making me think. Mm. But I, the instance I remember where I know it, it must have been my guardian angel or the being of light or both or one. I was c- crossing a street, about to cross a street in Knoxville, Tennessee. I'd been in this country for, maybe three weeks, four weeks, two what I call modern mullies on the sidewalk, two strollers, two women talking to each other deeply. I'm walking along. I see there's a toddler in the one stroller. As I walk past, I look to see the other stroller. It's empty. There's not, no one in it something deep within me said turn between the cars i do so i look left and because in south africa they drive on the wrong side of the road compared to here and i'm still trying to get across the road without being uh, i look left and there's a toddler in a little jumpsuit standing in the middle of the Uh, of the closest lane to me and not far away is a truck, uh, a 16 wheeler moving towards this toddler very quickly. I don't tell the story very often. All I did, I didn't think, I didn't contemplate the consequences of my actions. Nothing like that. I dived as I dived, I screamed, help me. The next conscious recollection I have, I could you not, I cannot explain the rest. I was diving into head first, arms outstretched, diving into a ball of vibrating golden light. My next conscious recollection was standing, holding this toddler on the other side of Gay Street, looking back. And these two modern millies, the one had taken off her shoes for some reason, was screaming across the road, my child, my child, you saved my child. I said, yeah. I yelled at her for not looking after her child, turned around and walked away.
0: Wow. It's amazing Explained, story.
1: Explain, Yeah. Well, you, you see, again, I don't like telling it because how the hell can I prove it? I can't. I don't want to. And if that doesn't explain a guardian angel concept or a concept of the being of light or some force looking. And I mean, I screamed, help me. It was all I could think of. It was what do they call it in psychology? Um, uh, uh, a scream out of the gut. Um, um, I can't remember a term, but it was a gut scream. Help me. I I don't need help in five seconds time. I don't need help in half a second's time. I need help now. I mean, I'm flying through the air. There's the truck. There's the the child in the slow thing.
0: In your book, you write about the quilt of thought. Can you tell me about that? Yeah,
1: there's against the void, the color of had changed to a beige white, and there was nothing I could relate to. The voice uh, said to me, Be aware of your thoughts, and all of a sudden, I see a green wave a line, a thin line undulating. That's a positive thought. Then came a red line undulating, going the other way. That's a negative thought. And all of a sudden, there were many green lines and negative lines and red lines uh, interwoven. And it created a mass. It became matter. Matter made up out of predominantly positive uh, thought or predominantly negative thought. And it was an illustration to me of how our thoughts matter and how our thoughts create uh, our reality.
0: If people want to read your new ebook, where can they find it?
1: WWJBAS. ProductionsUS.com. I'm trying to uh, let me repeat that www.jbasproductionsus.com. What about if people
0: want to ask you questions personally or chat with you? Are you open to that? And if so, how can they reach you?
1: Yes, I'm open to answering questions. I'm opening to uh, open to a limited amount of chatting. I really I've been getting the you know, from your uh, the first interview I've received regular uh, questions and it's been a delight for me to answer and to help. But I'm not a licensed uh, <laughs> therapist. I'm not um, a psychologist. I've got a background in psychology, but I'll gladly help where I can. On the understanding, it's based on my NDE, not on something medical or something like that. Yes, I'll gladly answer questions. In fact, I'm hoping to do a podcast in which I can answer uh, questions like that. Um, I offer uh, they can contact me through uh, email jbasavw at gmail.com. I'll repeat that jbasavw at gmail.com Uh, or through uh, uh, Facebook Messenger, uh, Jack Bybee.
0: Okay, Jack, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message?
1: In the book, uh, In Memories of Eternity, I became enamored with a woman, uh, Julia of Norwich, who lived in the late... uh, 1300s into the early 1400s she was the abbess of norwich in england and she had an experience much like a a near-death experience she fell very very ill encountered christ much as i did as much as many others do and she wrote probably what was one of the first manuscripts by a woman of the NDE. And her chart, I have used repeatedly, and it works over and over and over again. All will be well. All will be well. All manner of things will be well. That's it.
0: Well, thank you for that, Jack, and thanks again for returning. I wish you massive success with your book, and I wish you the best.
1: Many thanks for having me, Jeff. Salute. Remember, ask and it shall be manifested unto you, and listen for the answer, for there are always answers. Thank you for that. Have a wonderful evening. Many thanks to you. You too, Jeff. Many thanks indeed, lad. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you.